rabbit holes, brainwaves, nightmares, and campfires. You're listening to the Mind of Melodic podcast, hosted by DJ Melodic and Queen Melody. And now, it's time for another ride through the Mind of Melodic. Greetings, Earthlings. And Celestials. Welcome back once again. You're tuned in. And listening. To the Mind and Melodic podcast. I'm DJ Melodic. And I'm Queen Melody. And this is episode 33. Right. It's been a week or so. Has it been? Maybe maybe, a little bit longer. Maybe longer. Okay. I've been trying to spend my extra time getting the past episodes, our first few episodes in better quality. Mm-hmm. As you know, we started on my phone. Right. Right? Right. In the car. In the car, and it wasn't very good quality. And the quality was not as good as it is now. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to enhance that audio, work on the past episodes to create a better listening experience. Right. But as of right now, you know, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, those are really good quality episodes. Mm-hmm. Make sure you check them out and you get to know a lot more about me and Melody. You might learn a thing or two. We talk about crypto, talk about stocks, talk about local businesses. Mm-hmm. We got a lot to talk about today. Right. But before we proceed, can I get a B-Box? Uh, yes. Which flavor would you like? <laughs> Let me see. As I told you in the last episode, we are going to try to spice it up with a little alcohol beverage. And we're going to try a new beverage each episode. Right. And this <clears> one is called B-Box. Melody just gets to taste test. Okay. Very little. Okay. And I'm kind of thirsty. It's, it's a hot summer. So I'll do my part <laughs> to make sure warm. she doesn't drink too much. <laughs> it's very warm out here. Right, right. B-Box. Mm-hmm. Right. We're not talking about Justin Timberlake and, and Timberland. Right. right, that's actually the name of the brand. It's the name of the brand. I've never tried it before. And it looks like it's in the coconut milk water. Right, it looks like kind of like a protein shape package, mm-hmm. you know, like muscle milk. But it's called Beatbox, and it has 11% alcohol. So we're going to crack this open today, try one for the first time. Right, and the flavor we're going to try today is watermelon. It's watermelon. Mm-hmm. Mm. I think there's rum in there, actually. You tell me. I asked the... The clerk, and he didn't know what kind of alcohol was actually in it. <laughs> I think that's rum. It's a little cheaper version, though. Yeah. 11% alcohol. Melody did not like the taste. It wasn't so bad for me. It's Well, because my taste buds are still off. That's true. That's true. And I can't smell anything, so it's kind of like... Well, it's more like... like it kind of tastes like a watered-down Powerade right now. Yeah, it does, actually. <laughs> Maybe we shake it up or something. Mm. I don't know. Maybe I should shake. It is in a protein box, right? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe what it is said? Party better together and drink responsibly. All right, eleven percent alcohol. Beatbox. It's not that bad. I'll let you know if it hits. But yeah, the cashier guy he said that it was pretty pop, pretty popular. And it's kind of early it's Sunday, but we already finished our work and. I wasn't really thinking about the alcohol, but then I was like, dang, I'm going to talk about the campfire story, eighth grade. It's like, how do I do that without a little something to sip on, you know? Mm-hmm. Campfire stories get a little... Rough. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to remember some of it. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get into that. But without further ado, I want to give a big shout out 
to our sponsor. To our sponsor, episode 33 sponsor once again, Jill Cat Proline. Okay, we're going to play their commercial. Mm-hmm. They're a big time friend of the podcast. Right. And a reoccurring sponsor. Mm-hmm. In fact, Jill Cat has sponsored more episodes than any other company. Correct. Okay. Right. So we want to give keep coming back. Right, so we want to give hug. them shout out. Big shout outs, right? right? So and love. Mm-hmm. You know, we get donations. We got sponsors. We got contributors. But at the end of the day, they have contributed the most mm-hmm. total and all. So I just wanted to say big shout out to Jill Cat. And if you're not familiar with the past episodes, they're in the automotive industry. They got a an aerospace type patent technology. It's a lubricant for your engine. And you can use it on all sorts of vehicles. State-of-the-art technology. Mm. And, you know, with the inflation that's going on with prices and cars and parts right. and maintenance, you have to do your part to make sure that your car lasts as long as it can. Mm-hmm. And stays running. Right. right. So whether you're going to check out the website or Amazon or whatever you have to do to get you a case of Jill Cat, make sure you support you know, a lot small local business, small American business, right. Jill Cat. Big love, much hugs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Much hugs, <laughs> much <laughs> love, big hugs. I think the B-Box is already working. <laughs> Oh, wow. It's already started to take effect. (laughs) Yeah. So let's take a quick break. I'm going to play one of my new tracks tracks and play Jill Cat's commercial. And then we'll come back with Melodic's Campfire. I want to talk about sludge. It happens after you drive your vehicle for a while. It's a buildup of motor oil that gels, then collects dirt, metals, and unburned fuel. Sludge prevents oil from getting to the critical engine parts it's designed to protect. You'll notice your vehicle running rough, stalling, even vibrating. That's because friction is damaging your engine. Jillcat Proline is the solution. The science was engineered for aerospace, tested in racing, and used by our military. Now, you can use this well-kept secret to protect your engine from future buildup, extend the life of the vehicle, and save on repair costs. Order at jillcat.com. J-I-L-C-A-T dot com. Melodic Playground is a musical theme park, and it's time to take a ride through the mind of Melodic. We'll be right back. 
groves and marshmallows, warm up the hot cocoa, grab your Snuggie, grab your Snuggie and your favorite cuddle buddy, because it's time, it's time, it's time, it's time for Melodic's Campfire. Welcome back to another edition of Melodic's Campfire, where DJ Melodic is going to be Teddy Ruxpin. That's right. Back in the day, I used to have a Teddy Ruxpin. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I did I didn't, too. I didn't have a lot of things in my life, but that cassette tape, pop it in, press play, mm-hmm. Teddy tells you a bedtime story. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I got more nightmares, but by the end of this, I guess you can call it biography, mm-hmm. I have a feeling there's going to be a happy ending. I think so too. So just remember that while you're listening to this, because it's 2023 and I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we came to the conclusion that the beatbox would taste better if it was on ice. (laughs) All right, so the last episode I told you about seventh grade, basically. It was like 94, 95. Things got crazy. My parents had me sleeping in a tent in the backyard. I ended up joining a gang. Without even realizing. Yeah, it was just crazy, but I took it. Like I wore that badge on my shoulder, you know. Homies told me I couldn't wear red. I went to school in a Jordan jersey. And the homies is like, you can't wear red. You a Sureño now. You a Southsider. What is? What were their colors? Blue. Blue. Mm. All the Southsider wear blue. Norteños wear red. So I was like, what? Can't wear Michael Jordan? I didn't, want, I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> right. But I digress. I mean, like I said, I wanted a family. Mm-hmm. So you wanted to do everything you could to keep it. Right. And, you know, I'm rolling around now thinking I'm a cholo. Mm. And like I said, after the cops took me back, I sobered mm-hmm. up and moms tried to put me back in the tent. And I lived in the streets for a couple months, you know, um, that summer and came time to go back to school. And uh, I just didn't have enough to take care of myself, really. Because mm. you were still having that job, right? I was trying to work on the side, but right, that's not enough. Mm -hmm. It's up and down. It's commission-based. Right. And it wasn't just that. It's about spending habits. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, you're only 13. Only 13, exactly. That's crazy. I remember walking to school, though, when school started in eighth grade. It was the day Tupac died. Mm. And I wrote a letter, Fadita. And I, I, like I said, I met her in the last episode. I told you I had eventually asked her out, but I didn't tell you how or when. But uh, it was the day Tupac died. Later that day after school, I walked her home, gave her the letter, and asked her out. And she didn't even give me an answer. Like, I went home without an answer. Mm-hmm. She didn't say yeah. She didn't say no. I guess she had to consult with her fortune cookies. <laughs> but the next day, I think in the letter, it was like, yeah. And then after that, you know, because you pass notes. That's how it was back in the day. Mm-hmm. We didn't slide in the DMs. Right. If you were kind of shy, you wrote it on a piece of paper. Yes or no. <laughs> yes or no, please. Right. Circle one. Circle one. <laughs> That's real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still, right? Oh, man, it just happens in the DMs now, electronically. Right. Save the trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that I could also get back to you, like, if it's bad or something you know you have that on record true 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 the other one you could ask someone out doesn't hurt so she said yeah and after that for a couple months it was loco and sleepy por vida you know she's sleepy like even to this day you can tell she just woke up 
And me, I'm the opposite. I'm this crazy dude who just, I remember when I was a kid, I saw in the Guinness World Book of Records. So I tried to break a record for not sleeping. I didn't want to sleep. I'm crazy. So the homies named me Loco. She's sleepy. And we were a little tag team for a minute in eighth grade. Eighth grade got real crazy because there was a lot of racial tension that year, 96. There were riots, you know, in my school. And I had my Samoan homie on one side, but he's like sticking up for the blacks. I had my other homie, Dan, 6'2", white dude. He's sticking up for the whites, right? And Joker and me and all these other Southsiders over here with the Cholos. It was just so divided. It was crazy and sad when you really think about it because we were kids. So whatever was happening to the world, it was affecting us so bad that we couldn't be kids. And then we had these certain perspectives to where we had to choose a side through the division. Now that's compounded, right? You think about that, that was in 96. How did that compound 20 years later? It's a miracle that we even have a functioning society right now. Right, because it's still kind of like that. Especially, yeah, you see how quick it was triggered in 2020, right? Mm -hmm. The racial tension. You thought it was dying down and boom, someone, Geppetto was able to pull those strings and all the puppets are divided again. Mm -hmm. So I've lived through that, you know? It was sad because I never had that type of racism in me and it was tough to see some of your friends, all my homies going against each other, you know? It was all of them. So everybody was on a different side. It's crazy. You know, I was just roaming the streets for a minute trying to go to school. And then, you know, things got rough and I couldn't muster enough money and will, I guess, to... I mean, I don't know how many 13-year-olds could, Mm -hmm. but I didn't do yee-haws of the situation. I guess you could say I caved in, you know. One day I went to my mom's house. I snuck in the house because I knew she'd be picking up little ones from school right around 2.30, 3 o'clock. And I snuck in the house and I stole my stepdad's laptop. I sold it to Omar. Got like 170 bucks, I don't know, 200 bucks. I I remember the first thing I did was buy some fresh kicks. Like what kind of rationality is that? (laughs) You're trying to survive. I should have bought some some dope or something and sold it, right? Like something to hustle with, right? Mm -hmm. But instead, I wanted to look good and some some kicks that I never had before. It's the most money I ever had in my life, right? At one time, right? Mm -hmm. I forgot what shoes they were, like some Air Force Ones probably. Almost positive now. Nostalgia's just kicking in. It was some Air Force Ones. It was some badass Nikes. 50 bucks. It was a lot of money at the time. Right. 60 bucks. But coming out of the only $200 you have when you're surviving in the streets, it's not a wise decision. Mm-hmm. So that didn't last long. And then word got around like the neighborhood that my mom knew it was me. So I don't remember how I got the computer back. The laptop. <laughs> and I tried to give it back to my stepdad. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep in mind, I'm 13 years old. They had me sleeping in a tent. Right. Uh, my whole life, back's against the wall. I've been alone. All I'm trying to do is survive. Mm-hmm. So no matter what anybody's telling me, unless they're trying to help me survive and find a better way of life, I'm not hearing it. Right. Like I'm showing not, you the ropes I'm or not something. Hearing it. Yeah. But instead, all of a sudden, I'm the bad guy, no matter what I do. And yeah breaking into my mom's house after she kicked me out. Mm-hmm. You know what that's called? It's called burglary. Right. And they had me arrested. So the cops didn't want to press charges. But my mom 
refused to come to juvenile hall and pick me up. So how long were you there? For the rest of my childhood, basically. <sighs> she refused to come pick me up. So the cops had no other choice but to process me into juvenile hall. And I swear to you, Melody, I never got out. Now I'm in here with real criminals, criminals. Right? right? And, and you're only 13. And real gangsters. Because mm -hmm. these guys grew up around real cholos their whole life. So they're blood in, blood out, born into the gang sometimes. And now I'm in a like a dormitory with, I would say, 60 to 80 broken 13 and 14-year-olds. I'm in juvenile hall and they all got us wearing the same color and treating us like it's a prison. My mom had a chance to keep me away. My mom had a chance to keep me away from that fork in the road. Right. My grandfather cop had a chance to keep me away from that fork in the road. Mm -hmm. He could have took you in. Could have took me to Anaheim or Riverside or wherever he was. Right. Help get you on the straight and narrow again. Something, right? Because mm -hmm. at the time, Moreno Valley had just went from Sunny Mead to Moreno Valley, and everybody's calling it Murder Valley, and it's really like a little baby Crenshaw because all the L.A. families was moving out to Moreno Valley mm -hmm. to save money. It was cheaper, mm -hmm. and their kids brought the gangs with them. Mm -hmm. So then you got all these L.A. gangs mixed with these wannabe Gang Inland Empire right. gangs and shit just keeps getting crazier. Mid-90s, you could shoot somebody and go to jail for eight years. You'd be out 10 years later. Now it's life. Mm -hmm. The consequences were different. Right. Even just for fighting a molly whopping a dude. That's why we all used to fight back then. It was totally different consequences. So now I'm in with these 60, 80-man dorms. And almost every single one of them is an enemy because I'm part of one of the most hated gangs now. One of the biggest. And they found out? It is what it is. It, things get around and you have to associate with who's going to keep you alive, you know? I got kind of lucky because some of my homies ended up in there at the same time. So it wasn't like I was alone. Mm. But then again, I was alone no matter what, you know? It wasn't like they were my blood. Mm. You know, yeah. it wasn't like I had grew up with them and earned stripes or some type of loyalty, mm -hmm. you know, and the staff inside the juvenile hall, they weren't, uh, they were not righteous. It wasn't like they were to fix the broken kids. They're more like some stupid experiment. Some of them were high school athletes or college athletes that didn't find nothing after sports. Some of them were like wannabe cops to try to get there to the next level to be a cop or used to be a Marine and they had no idea. all sorts of stuff. Yeah. But in that case, like they should do something to help those kids, like have like programs or something inside the juvenile hall to they help them. They should. Mm -hmm. They should. But most of those are mirages, government money laundering. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of families or people who would take abuse of it, you know, start a nonprofit, act like they're trying to help the kids and then really not help the community. They're just trying to get that tax break. Right. So I ended up in juvenile, like right around the end of eighth grade. So you didn't get your education. You weren't I going to I didn't go school. to a dance for eighth grade. 
And by the time I was supposed to go to ninth grade, they had sent me to this placement. They call it a placement, a facility. It was off of Magnolia and Harrison, right down the street from Juvenile Hall. It's called Helicon. We'll talk about Helicon in the next episode. Helicon got shut down. That's basically where I spent my ninth grade was in Helicon. And transition, like in Juvenile Hall, it was basically like they were making you ready for prison. Hmm. And it was no opportunity to get back with my family because they had turned their back on me. Hmm. There was no opportunity to go back into the foster care and find a good family that wanted a kid. I was now part of the system, even though I was related to a president, a rock star, and a cop. And my only crime was stealing my stepdad's laptop, which he got back. So that was my eighth grade, 96. And I remember Dita wrote me some letters in juvenile hall. She found out. And then uh, she wrote me a couple letters. We'll talk about that in the next one. But yeah, that was my nightmare eighth grade. And right after I had got my real family back, it got taken from me. So I joined a new family. I thought would get me through the struggle. Mm -hmm. In fact, you know, we'll talk about it in the next few episodes. That family was worse than my real family. Of course. You know? They're gangs. Right. So <laughs> until next time, that's Melodic's Campfire. You know, that's enough for episode 33. I got to tell you about eighth grade. It's real. And that's why I'm recording the podcast so my kids know how real it is, how lucky they are. Maybe your kids need to know how real it was for somebody else and how lucky they are. And things are a lot different than the 90s, that's for sure. But I wasn't the only one that went through it. I know there's a lot of you that can relate. Ending up in the system for some bogus reason and being stuck, not being able to create a, a brighter future because it was literally taken from you and you had no control to be able to, you know, change your fate. I know how you all feel for like DMX, just to say, I know he went through the group homes and the foster homes. There's thousands of people, millions of kids that are dealing with that and at the end of the day, all you really needed was some love, a little foundation, and some guidance. We didn't have that. We survived, and I don't know how I survived, but I did. So there's somebody out there listening to the campfire. Your story's dark, and you don't know how to survive. You feel like you're alone. You're not alone. And the angels are going to come out of nowhere when you least expect it. Some of them are temporary. Some of them are supposed to be part of your life. For a while, you just got to do the right things for the right reason. Try to be a good person. But don't let me turn into Jerry or Maury. I don't got no, no wisdom for you, really. This is just experience. I only know because I survived it. There's a lot of kids that didn't. And they had no way to know what they were going through at the time they were going through it. They had no help to get out of it. My mom and stepdad, my grandfather, my auntie, my grandma, everybody involved in that immediate family, they had a chance to help me. And they all turned their back on me. 
And I know there's a lot of people out there that have less support, less real family. So if you need a friend, if you've been through the group homes, if you survived that juvenile hall abuse, et cetera, et cetera, get at me. I got a job for you. I got some, I'll pay you to talk about your story. I'll pay you to help me share my podcast. You're not alone. But anyway, that's enough from Melodic's Campfire. I'm DJ Melodic. We'll take a quick break. I need to finish this beatbox now. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to come back with Satoshi Vibes. Satoshi's Vibes. Welcome to Satoshi Vibes. Satoshi Vibes. Where we talk about blockchain, crypto, NFTs, and preserving Satoshi's vision. Welcome back to another edition of Satoshi Vibes, where DJ Melodic is going to talk about crypto. Mm -hmm. Well, and Satoshi's Vibes always got my thinking cap on. And sometimes that thinking cap is stocks, crypto, NFTs, blockchain. Who knows? It's a lot about investing and the money and economics in the world. But in today's episode, I wanted to talk about crypto scammers Mm -hmm. okay because before i say anything else i want to remind all the listeners in one of my past episodes i told you how i had a million dollars stolen from me before i was able to cash it out on my trust wallet trust wallets owned and operated by binance someone scammed me out of my profits okay i bought the right crypto early and went up, and before I was able to sell it and transfer and trade it, it was stolen, okay? So I know firsthand how close, how fast, how unexpected this can hit. Right. We're all naive. Mm -hmm. No one is safe. Is safe. Mm -hmm. And that's not just in the crypto world. Right. That goes for every economic niche throughout the history of time. There are fake Mona Lisas, mm-hmm. okay? I saw a video where some dude was pretending he was driving a Lamborghini. It was a box kit car. <laughs> Have you ever heard the term fool's gold? Yes. The whole world is fugazi if you let it. They made that movie. The swap meet mm-hmm. is all about fugazi. Right. Or so the knockoffs. The knockoffs, right? No, there's some that don't pretend to be, right? <laughs> I'm just a generic brand. Buy my product. No, but they there's have some those that ones pretend like Louis Vuitton. Straight up, they coach, make it to look right. just like it so they can sell it for a little bit more so you can pretend mm-hmm. and save so you can be part of whatever right. you know, social aspect you want to be a part of. They got fake Rolexes. Mm-hmm. Someone sold a fake ball card the other day. <laughs> You've heard of fake checks. Mm-hmm. And you know there's counterfeit money. Right. No matter what you do, there's a pirate. There's a government. There's a crook. A thief trying to take it from you. And in today's world, the bottom line is your identity. Your social security number. Mm-hmm. Your telephone number. Your email address, okay? And if you really know what I'm talking about, my peoples, my Satoshi peoples, my crypto nerds, your keywords, okay? It comes down 
to being able to protect yourself. So one thing you have to know is that if there's something new going on, it's a hustle that somebody's cashing in on, there's another cat out there that's creating some fake mechanism to try to steal from that money machine. Mm -hmm. So sometimes it's like a spam bot, right? You get these spam bots that say, you know, um, earn money doing this, yada, yada, Mm -hmm. right? Or you might get this email that says your family died in Zimbabwe, your long lost relative. Yeah, and all of a sudden they left you money. They left you money. It's never ending, okay? So if you've been on the internet as long as I've been on the internet, right? Which was what, 2007, 2008? Mm -hmm. 15 years now. You know this exists. And if you're on the internet as often as I'm on the internet, you can identify what is what the difference between the two and in this crypto era there's a lot of naive people they don't understand the technology they don't do the research to even know what the definition of a bitcoin is they don't understand the protocol the system they don't understand the having the staking they don't even know what a real digital wallet is but they want to get involved because they hear the hoopla. You know what that's called, baby girl? What's that called, Melody? It's when they want to get in part of the hoopla. Oh, gosh. oh my God. I got to get involved. I got to get involved. <laughs> it's called FOMO. Foamy, right. FOMO. FOMO. Fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. It might be a grandma. It might be a teenager. But they're so naive that they don't care about the process of research. And learning the rules of the game before you play it. They just dive right in and expect to get rich. Mm-hmm. You don't deserve to get rich. If you do, good for you. I'm kind of jelly. Good for you. But you don't deserve it. Okay. Matter of fact, you deserve to get got. And that's why I'm talking to you today about crypto scammers. Because I wanted to create my podcast. I said it can't just be about me. But it's got to be all about me. <sighs> So I have to show how diverse I am, mm-hmm. right? Right. I sprinkle my beats in there. Mm. I talk about my campfire stories. I talk about my community or local businesses and affiliates that are in my network that's still me. Mm-hmm. But a spice. It's not like, oh, all about me and my drama and my perspectives. And I'm not trying to control people with my podcast. There's no agenda. It's just a story to tell. It's a journey mm-hmm. to share. So, because it's pretty much your life that you're trying to, and a little bit of every part of everything, and trying to give that to your kids and have them my understand. kids, my friends, mm-hmm. and so called family, my network. And as I learned crypto, I was like, man, I gotta, I have to put a segment in for the podcast for this because this is a once in a lifetime thing. Matter of fact, it's a once in a thousand year thing Mm -hmm. okay we have a new money that's inevitable that's disrupting everything and even though it's 15 years old the technology is 15 years old if you're adopting it today and learning it today you're ahead of the curve you have an advantage on a majority of society right i don't want my people to miss out i don't want my kids don't want the coworkers. I don't want the people supporting my podcast, whether they're advertisers or listeners. 
I don't want them missing out. So I talk about crypto as much as I can in the podcast, mm-hmm. educationally, to empower you. You talk about it to everybody. Even in the supermarket or at the gym, mm-hmm. right? So, Or even at casino house parties. Right. We were working last night, mm-hmm. and I was explaining to the young man what a dividend is, breaking it down to him. Right. And he said crypto was shaky, but you know what he said? He made nine grand off a of Dogecoin. So he has... So he knows a little bit, mm-hmm. but... Like I said, the FOMO, he dived in at the right time. He might have got lucky, right? Right. See, the other dude next to me, he said his Shiba coin went from like $1,000 to 15000 but he didn't sell it at the right time. Mm. So now it's back, back down, down. Right. So that's why I'm trying to tell people, don't listen to me. Take what I, I'm saying as like I'm opening the, the door for you. Right. Now it's your t- your job to walk through the door. And do that journey for you, mm-hmm. your research. research. A couple of weeks ago, I saw my own sister. <laughs> right. My own sister, Melissa. You guys are going to get to know her a lot better through the podcast. She posted this fake screenshot. Now, she always been grimy, a little hustler, right? And if she had the right perspective, she could use her skills the right way. But this screenshot just one screenshot remember it now remember fam i ain't seen none of these people for years and there's reasons why we're going to talk about in the episodes but when i went to the funeral i let all that go because i love them and i was hoping things would be different be better right we're older i can do this we can do this Mm -hmm. but the screenshot showed me that my sister is still the same sister that I had to cut out of my life. The screenshot says it's like a text message, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a text bubble that pops up on your phone. on your phone when it's locked. And she takes a screenshot of that and it's supposedly from her bank saying she just got a deposit for $21,000. Okay? Now, let me break this down to you. I have seen the same screenshot For the past two years since I've been learning about crypto, since the pandemic, almost three years now, okay? On several timelines. The same ones that send you spam messages. I've seen them on this one dude at the gym. He pretended to be a rapper. I was trying to link up with him, and then he tried to send me some crypto scam just like it. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you what she says in the message. Oh, I just got my deposit. It's real. $21,000. Thank you to Miss Cleo. I don't know the lady's name, but I'm just saying Miss Cleo, right? Right. right. She's saying thank you to Miss Cleo for giving her this financial advice. Mm -hmm. Now go check out Miss Cleo's profile. She's got like 11,000 followers. She's following like 20 people and it's not my sister. Right. Okay. Now that's, that just shows you right there. I don't know if my sister was really so naive to think that Miss Cleo's get down was real. And she started to empower Miss Cleo by being a middleman for Miss Cleo. Trying to get her more leads, more leads, right? Friends and family. Maybe even Miss Cleo did break her off thinking that she had something going on somewhere else and to a bigger, better score. Mm -hmm. Okay. But at the end of the day, when you post this screenshot, we break it down. And you know personally 
that the only way you get a bubble like that from your bank is on direct deposit. Mm -hmm. Okay. And generally you have to transfer Bitcoin into USD or into your cash app and then sell it. Right. Mm -hmm. So you would have a sell order for that money. Okay. And additionally, people, when they take their screenshot, it's of their actual bank account. Like if you was flossing, it'd be your bank account, not a bubble from a text message. Right. It says 007777. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even say it's from Bank of America, right? So I've seen this and I know that now she's in the wrong place. Mm -hmm. I know that my sister, Melissa, is either got scammed or trying to be a part of the scam. Mm. What am I to do? Am I going to intervene? She should be listening to my podcast. And I'm what I'm saying in my podcast to all my friends and family, don't listen to me. Mm -hmm. Do your own fucking research. Months from now, if she's a homeowner, if she's got a boat, right? Right. Then you know that it was true. Then we know it's true, right? Mm -hmm. And if not, then we know it wasn't. But the real kicker here is she said it came from mining and she said it came in like seven or 10 days. Which is unheard of. Oh my God, man. Like nobody makes that much mine in mining in seven to 10 days unless you have a whole freaking warehouse full of servers and state-of-the-art technology is faster than all the others. And you're able to be the validator first. Mm-hmm. I don't even think she knows what a Bitcoin really is. And part of me feels sorry for her. And then part of me doesn't. Because if she supported me, did she retweet the episode? No. No. Did she say, oh, you know what? We had a Check hard, we had a hard life, brother. Right. I know you, you got to talk about it. I appreciate you using my middle name instead of my first name. Mm -hmm. Nothing. She didn't say it was a good beat. She didn't talk about none of that. And when I sent her music about my rap skills, didn't give me a comment. Okay, so even my own sister is part of the fucking crypto scammers. She's on the wrong side of the fence. You don't give your keywords to anybody. And as long as nobody has your keywords, you shouldn't be able to get scammed. Mm -hmm. If you have to send something to somebody, you do it through Cash App because then they don't have your email. Right. They don't have your phone number. You protect that information at all costs. You don't go listen to Melissa's fucking fake screenshot and then sign up with your personal information for Miss Cleo. Mm -hmm. If any of you did, ha, ha, ha. Come back is to get back. Yeah, I um, was talking to this person a few years ago and got scammed. He had me download Cash App. And this website that he was working from. And at the time I was moving and I told him, like, I don't have time to be doing this right now. I'm, you know, in the process or whatever. And of moving. Of moving. And he got mad. He got mad because he didn't sign because up. Because I didn't sign up. And he said that this was going to help him. And he supposedly moved or was in Europe or somewhere. I don't know. Whoa. And. Whoa. So, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. So what happened was, was it a dating thing? Yeah, it was a dating. That turned into a crypto scam. Yeah. Exactly what I'm talking about. They come from every fucking where. Yeah. So he tried to. Get and it might not have even been a scam. Like straight up, Melody, this, this is what it could have been. They have a referral button. Mm -hmm. So if he refers you, 
like to cash app mm-hmm. and you sign up, then you get he gets like a ten or twenty five dollar credit. No. And he could have been that broke that that's what he was worried about was hustling ten and twenty five dollar credits. No, because I did get the cash app, but he wanted me to get on this website and put my bank information Ooh. and all this other stuff. And I told him I didn't have the time. And your butthole said, Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he got mad. So I knew that there was something fishy about yeah. him. Well then I went to work the following Monday. And I told my friends about it, my work friends, and, you know, we did some research, found out he was a fraud. So. Wow. Yeah. So they're out there. And you also got the Sam Bankman Freeds Mm -hmm. who are in the room with the Bidens and everybody else, other politicians and major institutional executives. And there's crooks everywhere. Right. Okay. But let me tell you one thing. Last little note about this crypto Satoshi's vibes for today. In history, you've always had thieves. Even governments will take from you. Mm-hmm. Pirates, raiders, cyber attacks, right? You have all of that. It's never going to stop. And in traditionally, what were they doing? They were trying to steal your money, mm-hmm. your your cash or your gold, Sometimes it was oil or arms, expensive cars, paintings. At the end of the day, they're trying to steal something of value. The way that Satoshi Nakamoto created Bitcoin and the blockchain for Bitcoin, it is the safest, the best money we've ever had. If I had 10 blocks of gold right now, but I wanted to move to Brazil, I would never be able to get those 10 bricks of gold to Brazil. Not only would my own government stop me at customs, they won't want to tax me after they find it at customs. But if I did get it over there, then in Brazil, they'll be trying to steal it from me or tax me as well. Mm -hmm. Okay. Those are physical bars of gold or maybe a suitcase of cash, right? A backpack of cash. Right. People can always take that from you. It's a physical thing. Bitcoin, it's in cyberspace, it's digital, it's basically air. And the only way you can access your real Bitcoin is through your keywords. Eventually, you will learn how to do a ledger or a MetaMask. I don't say use Trust Wallet because I got screwed using Trust Wallet, but Trust Wallet is designed, supposed to be that way too. Your keywords. Okay, so I don't know how they hacked me. Maybe they came in through another app like Spotify because you give them permission once you download and use Spotify. You give them all those apps permission to access your phone. Mm -hmm. I don't know how they were able to hack my trust wallet, but you have to find a way to protect your keywords at all costs. Your keywords are in your head. You remember them. You never share them. The money is in cyberspace, protected in the cyber vault. The only key is in your head. No one should be able to steal that if you take the right precautions. Mm -hmm. Now, I learned my lesson. I am taking the right precautions. And I will never put myself in that state of vulnerability again. If you wanted to, you could send a million dollars worth of Bitcoin to Brazil right now in five minutes Mm -hmm. 
or less. Right. You can't do that with gold. You can't do that with fiat currency. You can't even do that with any other like stocks or digital assets. This is the best, fastest, safest, purest technology. But we still have scammers and nobody's safe. If you're using a laptop at Starbucks, mm. you're screwed. Right. You're opening the, the door. door. If you're downloading the wrong website or app, you're screwed. If one of your friends sends you some spam in the group chat and you click on the link, once you click on the link, it accesses your phone. Right. So be careful what links you're clicking on. Mm -hmm. You're going to hear horror stories, but at the end of the day, this is the best money we've ever had. And you have to find a way to safely obtain and secure your Bitcoin. You're never going to sell this Bitcoin. Because before I die, it's going to go up to a million dollars. It's at 30000 now. So that means you have a chance to basically 20 or 30x your money before I die. You will never have this opportunity again. This isn't just a once in a thousand year opportunity. This is the last opportunity that you will ever have a chance to be a millionaire. Unless you're a politician a musician, an athlete, or an investor. They are taking the American dream from us. Satoshi's vision exemplifies the American dream. And the American government right now is trying to convolute it to make their own cryptocurrency to stop you from using Bitcoin. The only chance we have at financial freedom is adopting Bitcoin securing Bitcoin. And at the end of the day, it's so pure, it's so safe, it's inevitable. In fact, it was just deemed the other day not a security, right. which means there's now digital gold. And it's the only type of money that we have right now that we will take, make, and use in space. So like I said, this is your last opportunity to be a millionaire. That's why I have four jobs right now. Because I need more. Food reviews, local music, local music, rising stars, and current events. This is, this is your Spotlight of the Day. Welcome back to another edition of the Spotlight of the Day, where we are going to talk about Ernest Diaz. I told you it makes it better. Beatbox is working. It actually gets better with each taste, too. I don't know if that's just me or maybe the 11% kicking in. Maybe. Spotlight of the day. Mm -hmm. A new friend, actually, Ernest Diaz. You can um, check him out on Instagram. His Instagram is Ernest underscore Diaz. His website is www.ernestdiaz.com. Melody just blogged about him. Uh -huh. She posted the video or shared the video that he posted what was it called let them eat cake right pretty cool actually abstract video it was like a tron music video it was pretty cool i want you to show some love you know we're always trying to share new artists mm -hmm. but ernest is more than just an artist he's an activist a fashion designer composer writer he's doing nfts now 
And you can find basically all of that on his website, ErnestDiaz.com. Mm-hmm. Check it out. Bookmark the page. He just released another project yesterday called Beauty and Groomy. So check him out on Instagram. Again, his Instagram is Ernest underscore Diaz. His website is www.ernestdiaz.com. Right. And I think one of the coolest things that I learned about Ernest was the dude started sewing at five years old. Oh, gosh. Right. No wonder he's a fashion designer. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. And Melly talked about it in her blog. And it was pretty cool because I don't think a lot of children nowadays Mm-mm. are learning skills at right. five years old. Right. Especially maybe how to sew. Video like, games, crazy. right? Video right. games. But back in our day, maybe riding a bike, mm-hmm. a skateboard, sewing, that's next level. Right. Now, I actually had a passion for it in a way because I took home ec. When you were younger? Yeah, because my sister's grandma, mm-hmm. you know, the lady who kidnapped us, she used to sew. And I don't know why, I just kind of took a liking to it. You can make your own clothes, you know? Right. It's pretty cool. And I, I remember sewing an apron for my mom for Mother's Day. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and uh, it was in home ec class. It's um, pretty cool, you know? Did it help, like, calm you or anything like that when you're doing No, it? but there was a sense of pride. Mm. It was like, I made this. Right. Right? And that's what Ernest is doing on, on a daily. Mm-hmm. He's creating and creating and creating. Right. Music videos. Right. Maybe he has ADD like me, right? Because <laughs> one day it's clothes, one day it's music videos. One day he's a writer. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So we just wanted to give a big shout out to Ernest. Much love. Much big love. hugs. Big hugs. Our new friend of the podcast. Um, I know Melody's reached out. I know we're anxious and hopeful to get Ernest in uh, for an interview. Mm-hmm. If he's ever in Southern California, he's more than welcome to stop by the podcast studio. For interview, so we could get to know the multi-talented right. entrepreneur a little bit better. Better, yeah. Mm-hmm. But in the meantime, we'll keep you in the loop. And uh, for everything else, you can check out what was it, ErnestDiaz.com. And then his Instagram, Instagram is time. Ernest underscore Diaz. Right. And show some love. You know, it, it's hard to make your way in this world on your own. Right. And that's what this podcast is really all about. We're all in this together. We're showing some love, networking, supporting each other. And that's a friend of the podcast. So why don't you show show a little bit of love and support him on his journey? You never know what's around the corner. Mm-hmm. And after seeing that video, actually, let them eat cake. Right. You know, it kind of inspired me. You know, when I made my next song, it was like that night. Mm-hmm. I was like... I'm going to make like a let them eat cake instrumental. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking that, right? Right. Because right? it inspired me mm-hmm. and it was pretty cool. So I'm anxious to see what's next. Right. And until the meantime, we'll keep you in the loop. We're going to try to get Ernest in for an interview. Mm-hmm. Go check him out and tell him who sent you. Mm-hmm. Hey, everyone. This is Ernest from ErnestDiaz.com. And you're listening to Mind of Melodic Podcast. And now, and now, it's Vibing with Melody. Your time to get to know the perfect Wonder Woman, Frankenstein by Cupid for DJ Melodic.
What's up, family? Welcome back. Once again, you're tuned in to the Mind of Melodic Podcast. This is most of our favorite segments. It's vibing with Melody. Our chance to get to know the queen just a little bit better. She's going through a little bit right now. and She was unable uh, she was able to unwind a little bit. Found out a new podcast that she wanted to share with us. It's funny because we were a podcast, sharing a podcast, <laughs> but the queen found something special she wants to share with us. So I came across a, it's called Veteran Rockers. Mike Fox is the host and it's a podcast that- On Spotify, right? On Spotify. And in order for you to listen or to the whole podcast, you have to be a Spotify premium user. That means it's a good podcast. We're not even there yet. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you'll just get like a little snippet, like 10 seconds or something of the podcast. So you could kind of check it out. Yeah. However, but they talk about like Paul McCartney. Veteran rockers. Right. right. And what was on the list? It was Paul McCartney. Paul McCartney. Billy, Billy Idol. And the bon Beatles. Jovi. Bon Jovi, right? No. No? Who was the other one? Oh, you Billy said Billy Idol. Idol. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I got confused. And the Beatles, so... Veteran rockers. Veteran rockers. So he talks a lot about rock and roll, obviously. Mm -hmm. And then it's a veteran support system, right? Right. The podcast is veteran orientated. Mm -hmm. You know, so we have to show our support definitely, regardless of if it's good or not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's premium. It's, I was listening to the snippet, like... I don't know if I want to send him our listeners. He's a little <laughs> bit better than us. <laughs> well, we had to show support anyway, but no, it was just good. somebody that, or I didn't talk to, but that I came across and listened to it and thought it was good. So I thought I would share it with everybody. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, freedom. You guys will learn a lot about me and the word freedom through these episodes. And we wouldn't have any chance at freedom. If it wasn't for our veterans. Hmm. And even though our government and our military and this society is not perfect, those veterans are the only chance, are the only reason we have a chance to make it better. Mm -hmm. We, as America, stopped racism. We, as America, we're ending racism. Let's say that, okay? We stopped slavery. Slavery existed around the globe forever, right. forever, and we couldn't have done it without our veterans. So it's a little deeper than you think when it comes to me. Like I told you, my grandpa was a veteran too. Mm -hmm. I just think that it's an honor in a way, an honor. And I'm glad cause, because it's quality. Like I'm not sending in to some startup podcast that's... Mm -hmm. They're just using the term veteran to try to get some clicks. Yeah. You know, this is quality episode. Good people. And we're doing the right things for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. This is the type of friends I like. So you could follow them on Instagram. Check them out. It's veteran rockers, all one word. And you could find them on Spotify if you wanted to check them out and listen to them, the podcast. Melody, when are you going to get one of these people in here for an interview? <laughs> I'm trying. You can't make this a career until you do. Right. Okay. okay. Reach out. Reach out. Reach out. Right. I'll slide into the DMs. Slide into the DMs. <laughs> Matter of fact, this is what we're going to do. Veteran Rockers. How about this? Veteran Rockers. Because Melody loves you so much. 
I'll let you borrow her one episode. You can take my queen. You can bring her in. She can help you co-host one episode. That's it. One episode. Otherwise, there's contractual disputes. <laughs> <laughs> one episode. Yeah. See, they deserve it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So check them out. And like I said, again, they are veteran rockers on Instagram and uh, Spotify. You could check them out. And then also at MikeFox.VoiceActor. Oh, is he the one that does the voice for the yes, podcast? He's the oh, voice. you didn't let me know. So he, we might be able to hire him for you know, voiceovers. We need that occasionally anyway. So I didn't know that. It's pretty cool. Can the public hire him at that location? Do you know? I'm not actually sure about wow. that. Wow. Well, reach out to Mike Fox if you need some voice acting. You know, voiceovers or yeah, he is a voice quality voiceover voice artist. Voice actor, or, yeah, playwright. Right. Maybe someone like him can help tell my story a little bit better because this beatboxing getting me nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Neil Young was right on the money when he sang Rock and Roll Will Never Die. And that's certainly true as there are still a handful of veteran rockers out there. Even if these icons aren't changing the world the way they did in their youth, their timeless music still makes an everlasting impact. Even if radio doesn't touch their new stuff, guess what? I do. I play it on my Music Plus Talk podcast, exclusively on Spotify, called Veteran Rockers. Every episode tells the story of influential rock and rollers. Some of the artists that I talk about are still with us. As for the others, they may not be with us on the earth. They may be in eternity, but their music still lives on with all of us. The music of these veteran rockers is played directly off of Spotify to help move the story along. If you have Spotify Premium, you'll get to hear their songs in entirety. But if you have the free plan, you'll still hear 30-second clips of their amazing music. I'm Mike Fox, and please join me on Veteran Rockers, only on Spotify. True stories about the legends we admire and the forks in the road that made them. This is The Road to Glory. All right, family, welcome back once again. A special segment we like to call Road to Glory. The Road to Glory, where we like to talk about our favorites, our heroes, Mm -hmm. our legends, all inside the mind of melodic. And sometimes we get a chance to find their fork in the road. You know, in the road to glory, sometimes it's the left or the right brain, the left or the right decision changes your entire fortune your entire future your entire destiny right right so today's episode we're gonna talk about 33 we're gonna talk we're not gonna talk about larry bird because he's a butthead we're gonna talk about shohei shohei otani Otani. (laughs) by the way i can fill in if the angels announce her needs replacement if he's sick if he's got laryngitis one day i'm there i'm there you could actually i'm 40 minutes away i'll be there in 20 minutes (laughs) 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 anything to be an angel y'all gotta understand this is the first time road to glorious feet no second time actually jim abbott Mm -hmm. yeah we're gonna make it a habit (laughs) i got the angel tatted on me I got the big A halo tatted on me. So it's an honor. Right. You are an angel fan. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love it. 
Matter of fact, we might watch Angels in the Outfield later twice. Twice. It's, it's, it's a good movie. It's a good movie. Really good movie. Right. Shohei Otani, number 17 for the California Angels. Mm-hmm. What do you know about Shohei? That he's a pitcher. He's for a the pitcher. Angels. He's a pitcher. Mm-hmm. He's a pitcher, really? Really? Pitcher, hitter. Oh, okay. Now we're talking. He does both, right? Wait a minute. The man does both. Right. He plays outfield when he's not pitching. Oh, really? Did you? You didn't know? I didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. Dude. 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 Bruh. Like the millennials. Bruh. Bruh. No cap. No cap. Bruh. Don't be acting like the ops. Don't be acting like a Dodger. She is a Dodger. Oh, great. I'll get too loud, don't I? I'm getting you too are. loud in the microphone. I'm getting too loud in the microphone. Let me slow it down. She is a Dodger. She I like is a Dodger. Angels. I like Mike Trout. You like Mike Trout? I do. But you're a Dodger. I can be both. I live in LA. All of a sudden. I live in like She says that while she's trying to like wear me down. <laughs> Just the other day, she said, I want to be your wifey. I think this is part of it, huh? I can be both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Shohei Otani is a California angel. He has been for three years, four years, I think. And not only is he a pitcher, but on his, when he's not pitching, mm-hmm. he plays in the outfield. <laughs> now, if I say that to you, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? When I say we have... A pitcher, outfielder, slugger. What comes to your mind? Shohei Otani. Really? That's <laughs> now. The, that's the first thing? Now. That's the first thing. I didn't know that he wasn't in the outfield. Okay, we'll take away Shohei. Pretend he never existed. Babe Ruth. Oh. <laughs> now we're talking. Babe. The great Babe Ruth. Mm-hmm. Right, we're talking about the legendary, the goat. Like, I mean, when you think about baseball, you think about Babe Ruth, mm. and then you think about basketball, you think about Michael Jordan, and then I guess if I think about football, what are you gonna say? <laughs> yeah, I know what you're gonna say. Don't say it. Don't say it. <laughs> right. She's gonna say Christian McCaffrey. Right. All right. But most of us probably say like Tom Brady, Joe Montana, something like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. When you say baseball. You say Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. They even named a candy bar after this guy. <laughs> that means we got to get a Shohei bar. Candy a bar. A Shohei bar. We got to get a Shohei bar. A Shohei bar. I'm posted. I'm just going to show you guys what I posted on my Instagram the other day. They nicknamed DJ. him Shohei. Showtime. 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 Shohei is Showtime. Mm-hmm. And DJ underscore melodic on Instagram. I posted. The stats. It's a little meme, a little Instagram, a little, what's it called? A screenshot, right? right? Babe Ruth stats against Shohei stats. Babe Ruth, 159 home runs in his first 674 career game. Shohei, 160 home runs in his first 674 career game. Now that's as a slugger, right? Right. Amazing numbers for a slugger. Mm-hmm. Albert Pujols, Mike Trout, King Griffey type of numbers. As a pitcher, Babe Ruth, win loss record was 35 and 18 in his first 455 career innings pitched. Shohei, 
35 and 19 in the same exact amount of innings pitched. These guys' numbers are literally identical mm -hmm. right. for the time that they've spent in baseball. Will Shohei stay healthy? Will Shohei be better than the babe? I don't know. But this is what I do know. The trading deadline has passed. <laughs> so he's And Shohei he is an angel for three more months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to enjoy it while I can last. I got my pop head over here. Okay, I got my bobble head, right? And I, you see, I got my nacho helmet hat over right, there from the Angel Game, right? The oh, game. man, the nacho helmets are the... If you go to Angel Game, there's like two or three places that serve nacho helmets. You get souvenir Angel's hat. It's pretty cool. It's like plastic little batter's cap. Right. All right. What we're going to talk about real quick, though, is the most important thing that every Angel... And Shohei representative, even Shohei himself better recognize. Okay. The fork in the road. Shohei Otani has a chance to be a $400, $500 million man when he signs this contract. And the only reason that's possible is because of the California Angels. I got the chills right now. Melody, tell him, tell him, count the dots. Count the dots on my <laughs> angel's tattoo. Count the dots on my angel's tattoo. You do have the chills. Oh, buddy. I got the chills right now just thinking about it. Because we're going to find Sorry. out who show. Well, we're going to find out who Shohei really is. Before you say that, Melody, let me break it down to you so you can really have some perspective. No other baseball team That's was good. willing That's to let happen. Shohei. Mm -hmm. pitch and play outfield and hit on his off days. They were going to make him choose one or the other. Because they don't want him to get injured? A lot of it, yeah. Your investment is what your investment is. You focus on doing your job. Mm -hmm. No one's ever seen a Babe Ruth, so they didn't believe he could do it. Look at the Japanese rock star. And he seems to be like a good person. No, I don't know. I don't know him personally. I can't find a flaw in his character, though. And that's... You can't say that about a lot of NFL or NBA players. Right. So when you're going to think about giving somebody 400 million, 500, half a billion dollars, you better make sure he ain't going to get locked up next week. Mm -hmm. Shohei's not going to get locked up next week. Knock on... Would <laughs> yeah, DUIs happen and all sorts of stuff happen. Angel fans, no, but that's a totally different podcast. And living in the moment, we got the best player in the game wearing a halo jersey. Everybody in baseball world is talking about him. Everybody wants to sign Shohei. Half of the teams would trade half of their teams. Mm -hmm. The rest would pay luxury tax and millions of dollars in luxury taxes to have them on, on the roster. We went to a game, actually, Melody. We got a chance to see him. Right. That's why I didn't think that he was out in the infield or out in the field because I don't think he was there at that time. Because well, he hit a home run that day. Mm -hmm. He wasn't pitching. Right. So you weren't really paying attention, baby girl. 
Because <laughs> I don't know his, I don't know his numbers, so okay. I didn't. But he hit a home. Run I was more day, focused on my pitching. child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah, the truth comes out. The truth comes out. My child was, I was literally focused on my child. <laughs> he was standing right in front of us where we were. Hey, sitting, Mikey, so. we love you too. I was rocking the two seven all day, but right now we got to pay the one seven. And Mike Trout needs to find a way to stay an angel. Mm-hmm. Rendon needs to find a way to stay healthy. And we need to find some young talent somehow. Right now, the angels have all the pieces. What they need to do is fire everybody who's doing scouting and go hire some millennials to do it. Straight up, some millennials to find the next Shohei and more Shohei's. Whoever found Shohei needs to train the next guy period and that's that angels fans are so close but if Shohei leaves we have no chance it's over it's over we don't we won't get nothing in return for having the greatest baseball player that i've seen in my lifetime well hopefully he doesn't leave that's what we're hoping and that's why we wanted to talk about Shohei's fork in the road i hope you're listening buddy i don't know how to speak japanese but I do know how to say loyalty. Hmm. The Angel fans deserve it. The Angel organization deserves it. We are the ones that gave you your chance to make half a billion dollars. Right. Show some love, duder. Show some love, duder. It's a little touchy. Enjoy it while it lasts, right? Mm-hmm. His biggest fear is he's going to be a Dodger or an Yankee. No, we don't want him to be a Yankee. Right. I mean, at least go to Milwaukee or something, right? Don't I mean, come on, man. You're gonna leave the Angels, go to Milwaukee, man. Don't do this to us. Just come on, it's the same thing. You got the beaches, you have a chance for good endorsements. Best ladies in the world come to California. Think about the ladies, Shohei. Think about the ladies. Oh man. Okay. Hey, I did my part. You know, if it was Kobe trying to leave. Like, there was a part when Kobe was talking about going to the Clippers, Mm, right? Yeah, if I had a podcast, I'd be talking about that, too, okay? This is almost, maybe, it might be bigger. It might be bigger because, like, it's hard to say Kobe was better than Jordan or and vice versa, right? But I know that Shohei was better than Griffey. I know Shohei's better than Pujols. I know Shohei is better than Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. He's more valuable than maybe three of them combined. He might be more valuable than three of them combined. He pitches too. And if he had a good team, he could be like 12 and 2 instead of 9 and 5, right? Mm -hmm. Big difference. I'm hopeful, but it's up to Shohei. Right. We're going to get to see who he really is. Yeah. Is he going to be a rock star? Is he going to sell out? I wouldn't blame him. Matter of fact, it's not really selling now. It's just leveling up. We all level up every now and then. Yeah, but if the other team he goes to only lets him do just the one. Oh, no, 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 that's not. No, he's already proven. In fact, Shohei's changed the game. That's what I'm talking about. It's bigger than him. He's changed the game, kind of like Steph Curry did. Mm. Now, matter of fact, I got a client. I got a client 
who's a really awesome client. And she raised two great kids. One ended up being a Harvard student and a Marine. Okay. I think he's a cop right now. Mm -hmm. Those kids were grown. She went over to Japan and adopted kids. Little Japanese boys playing baseball. Great education. Great kid. Dude, he's, I think he's got more muscle than me. <laughs> so if he gets a little bit taller, he's looking up to show, hey, like, I can be him. Mm -hmm. And the difference is now the scouts are going to let it happen. The scouts are going to say, you know what? Why not? Things change. I want to change the game too. I want to set the trend. I want to raise. So let me find the next Shohei. And they're out there. They've always been out there. Mm -hmm. If they would have let Nolan Ryan hit, he <laughs> Nolan Ryan would have averaged 238. And there's some players out there that are out the gate because they can't average 238. But Shohei's leading the league in home runs. He's got a decent batting average. All-star pitcher. And I just wanted to say thank you to Shohei Otani for choosing Anaheim as your destination. We have been lucky to see once-in-a-generation talent come through our hometown. So now I'm from Riverside. Much love, Big Hugs. Oh, for sure, for sure. But I see I'm from Riverside, right? I'm from Riverside, California. And in a lot of ways, Orange County, which is Anaheim, it's like our big brother, you know? It's like we're like the little brother to Anaheim. We don't have the sports teams or the fancy Disneyland or the Knott's Berry Farm. But we are everything else right. that Anaheim and Orange County represents, basically, you know? So we are part of that family. We're angels. We're Dodgers. And every day we fight about it. I let Melody slide when she wears her shirt. I don't yeah. even wear none. <laughs> That's lately because she's trying to get on this angel bandwagon because of Shohei. But then she doesn't even know what position he's in. Like, like because she's staring at Mike Trout's backside. <laughs> like, she's afraid <laughs> to laugh. She didn't want to project. <laughs> don't deny it. That day I was. That day sure. you were, huh? Right. Exactly. Yeah, we went with the whole family. It was pretty cool. Dita went with us. The My kids. kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a good outing. And... Shohei hit a home run. Angels lost, uh huh? They did lose. They, they did, did lose, but much, he had a home run. Too much of that lately. Mm -hmm. Shohei's rode the glory. All right. Till the next time, we're going to take a quick break. Come back with the outro, episode 33. Once again, this is the Mind of Melodic Podcast. What do you do when you've had an exhausting day at work? I get stuck in traffic and get even more frustrated. I live alone. So I come home really tired, but somehow manage to cook something nutritious. Still in all, I have to feed my mind. So I sit down and relax and watch Cinemami. It takes a lot of the sting out of my day. Download Cinemami free today. It's the best ad-supported television network app found on all Roku TVs and devices. Cinemami, we empower, educate, and entertain. See you there. Welcome back. We are actually getting ready to wrap it up now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm over here drinking some more beatbox. What are we doing? We're wrapping it up. Why? Because it's over. But I want to say goodbye. We have to. 
Why? So we could have some more beatbox. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's, it's been crazy lately. Melody's trying to get it together. <laughs> and in the meantime, Daddy Yo over here has got four jobs. Okay. I'm over here working part-time at the gas station. I wake up every morning. You know, I got my own business. That's five stars for seven years. Last night, we did the casino job. Mm -hmm. We It's a mobile casino job that we do. I talked about it in the other episodes. Where do we go? Yorba Linda. Yorba Linda. Mm -hmm. Due to 21 yesterday, right? Right. What was his name? Blake? Blake. Shout out to Blake. Happy birthday, Blake. Turned 21. Good family. Good kids. Yeah. It was fun. Pops was a cop. He said he was homicide detective. Correct. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. cool, right? And they hired us. They had three tables, mm -hmm. right? They had blackjack, blackjack uh, poker, and poker, roulette. And I was doing the roulette table. Mm -hmm. I was outside. Y'all had the air conditioning. We did not. There was no air conditioning? There was not. It was cooler outside, really? so you were lucky okay. than inside. Whew. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. Be thankful for that one. Mm -hmm. But it was fun. We got paid to party, right? So, but that's that job, right? Mm -hmm. You know, and then we got the media company, Melodic Enterprises, where we do podcasts, radio station. I got to do the marketing, social media stuff. We're going to do email blasts. We got street team flyers. It's a lot. Got a lot going on trying to build and grow and just be me. I mean, if you're not making money, you're spending it. So you'd rather stay busy, accumulating. Maybe I could get some more Bitcoin, some more stocks. Maybe by 65, I could just chill. Mm -hmm. Right? That's the plan, right? Right. Yeah, I'm good. Or go traveling, right? I'm okay with four jobs. And I'm okay because uh, I know that I'm doing it for the right reason, for the right people. And the podcast is sometimes it's like, I, like I said, I'm in my man cave. It's something like an office, mm -hmm. right? We come here, we do our paperwork, watch some Netflix. Play Fortnite. <laughs> well, no, that's what I'm saying. It's something like a man cave. Right. Sometimes we come over here, just drink and play Fortnite. Sometimes I come over here, make a beat, mm -hmm. get a chance to relax, unwind, be creative, and Stay just zone in the cool out. Air. Right? It's a podcast studio. It's a music studio. It's a playground. So I'm just lucky to have a chance to be free after everything I've been through. Not just like free, like not in jail. Right, that's one with one level of luck. Right, right. But when I'm saying free, I'm I'm my own boss. Mm -hmm. I have two companies. I make my own schedule. I can walk away or walk into any direction that I choose. Some moms and dads don't have that choice, that right. ability. Some people, as students or you know employees, don't have that choice. I get to wear what I want mm -hmm. whenever I want. Right. Right. Now I did dress up fancy last night for the casino party. We, me, and Melody, we were looking like Mister and Missus Smith. <laughs> now, so if you ever need a DJ, casino house party bartender, we're over there looking snazzy for you. They even gave us a tip. They did. That's how much they loved us. Like we got paid the party, and then we got a tip. Mm -hmm. It doesn't really get much better than that. Right. And so you get maybe a, I really have three and a half jobs. We get like new to talk to new people. New people. Yeah. And a lot oh, of them but, have really good families and friends. It's like always so much fun. Right. Every time we go. Right. And we don't spend a lot of time trying to network and say, oh, podcast this, podcast that. If we did, we'd, we'd totally be done different level. But it's just getting out, 
Mm-hmm. Right? You know, and it also it's somebody's birthday. Right. It's somebody's wedding, anniversary. We're making it better. Mm-hmm. Or, the one thing, though, that I couldn't help with was keeping that one dude from getting too drunk. <laughs> There's nothing I could do. There's nothing nobody could do. Nobody could do. No. Because I think they said that he started pretty early. He started like, pretty early. Yeah. Right? And, and by, he's by the time I got there, so they're he was hurling. And I remember those days, right? Mm-hmm. And we've all been there the way we drank too much. And the first thing I thought about was my kids. Where are my kids going to be when they go through that first? All my listeners, all my friends, all my family, clients, where are your kids going to be when they go through that first? Because we're all going to go through that. At some point, we drank too much alcohol or we passed out, we got drunk. The problem is, did we do something stupid in the process? Right. That got us locked up, right? Or something crazier, ruined a friendship, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's the worst thing, getting locked up. Mm-hmm. And then or you're the, aftermath, be with family right? or the aftermath, where did you wake helping. up? <laughs> right? Where did you wake up? Right. Where did you end up? Mm-hmm. It's dangerous. We got princesses. We don't want that to happen to, right? We got young men who we don't want a mistake to ruin their life. So when the family has this party for a 21-year-old, they brought Vegas to them. Mm-hmm. They brought Vegas to them. Right. They didn't have to go right. to Vegas and get in trouble. And I swear to you, it felt like he saved his life yesterday because that boy was going to drink too much no matter what. Mm-hmm. You know He it. got so pale. Like two, He was he pale at so the end. Pale. That's what I'm saying. I was going to call ambulance. Right. He looked really bad. He was pale. Mm-hmm. Close to alcohol poisoning. Right. Where would he have been if it wasn't for that family? Right. Right. And his friends like literally took care of him. Right. That's what's crazy. Back yeah. in the 90s, in the it day, wasn't like that. It wasn't like it that. It was like sober up, junior, pat, pat, slap on the cheek. And you got dusted. If you couldn't keep up, you got dusted and left behind. Right. These kids were out there nurturing him like, here, sober up, sonny. Drink this water. Here's a bowl. Yeah. Like, oh, man. In my day, that little boy would have woke up with Sharpie on his face. Eyebrow shaved. <laughs> Eyebrow shaved. <laughs> <laughs> it was ruthless in the 90s. Right, crazy. Right. Yeah. These kids actually are good kids. Yeah, they were. And one thing I noticed too is it's the difference because when we were younger, we were in the streets every day. So street lights came on at least. Right. And that means you're away from parents and you do more extra, 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 extra. Nowadays, these kids are all at home. Mm-hmm. And they're messing with the technology but at least they're kind of safe in the room away from the extra, extra, extra. Right. And there's a chance you can catch that extra before it turns to extra, extra, extra. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, trust me, I got three little ones and it can, you'd be surprised at how quick something can. They're not that little. <laughs> you have one in college. Like, I have that's... one in college. Right. But she's still like, a little too I deep. don't even think she's ever been that drunk before. Well, that's good. Good, but what happens when and where will she be and who will she be with, right? Well, maybe she That's might not question. get to that point. Naiveness, one thing switches, and next thing you know, mm-hmm. right? So right. she's still a little one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and there's nothing you could do to prep her for that, right? Mm-hmm. You can't prep her for that. Yeah, hopefully she does it when she's around friends or family mm-hmm. to help protect her. So I was thinking about that last night. Yeah. Cause she'll be 21 and then I was like, dang, I need to like rent a cabin for, just give her the money for a cabin or something. Even if I'm not there, 
it's got to be something safe, like a Rancho Hurupa, mm-hmm. right? You know, something so like that. So she could just, right? You're right where something, she's not going right, to Vegas. Right, right. Something crazy. Getting crazy, yeah. And it'd be a little more isolated. If it was maybe, like more like a party, house party maybe a type hospital thing. nearby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. right. Well, we're going to have to wrap it up for episode 33. Once again, me and Melody are getting paid to tell my story. Mm-hmm. We're getting paid to share my beats. We're getting paid to share local artists and business spotlights and everybody in my network. And that's a blessing that you can't really express gratitude for. Right. So. And it came at a time that we needed it. Well, we needed it for not only like financial situations, because it costs money to be in a studio. Right. Right. So we need to make at least enough to pay the rent. Right. right? But it comes sometime when it was like, wow, is this going to pick up? Is the momentum going to pick up? Right. Mm -hmm. And boom, 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 boom. Momentum picks up. Right. And so thanks to all of our advertisers, all of our donators, Everybody who's contributed and sponsored anything and everything. Every penny counts. And I get paid to tell my story and grow and be free and be in my man cave with my bestie, you know? Mm -hmm. So I appreciate each and every one of you. I love you guys to the moon, for real. So you all know who you are, and we're going to keep talking about it. So until next time, right, Mm -hmm. let's go ahead and wrap this up episode 33 give a big shout out once again to our sponsor chillcat pro line mm-hmm. google it youtube it i would youtube it or twitter it. i mean youtube it because you can actually see the videos twitter so you can follow for the updates and they might have some sales but chillcat pro line is let's just say if you've heard of lucas engine oil just think of evolution something better Geocat Proline, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody knows that things get better. Once upon a time, when you wash cars, you use soap. Right. Right. Now they have ceramic. <laughs> ah. Right. I mean, I'm just saying, right? It gets better. It gets right. better and better, right? Right. So Geocat's just that next level. And if you could, you know, trying to maintain your car and make sure it lasts a little bit longer. I mean, remember Apple computers, IBM, remember? Did you play Oregon Trail? Yeah, like at school. That's or what I'm saying. Right. And now we're playing Fortnite. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So Lucas Oil is Oregon Trail, right? And Jill Cat oh, is Fortnite. Right. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> Go check them out. Uh, big shout out to our sponsors. Okay. Um, we're going to play the commercial. Mm-hmm. We're going to play the track. And one, 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 of my, one of my tracks. And then we're going to start thinking about episode 34. 34. Right. That's enough for today. We're going to have to put this one in the fridge. The lights are out. The eggs are cooling. The butter's getting hard. And the jello's jiggling. Bye, guys. I want to talk about sludge. It happens after you drive your vehicle for a while. It's a buildup of motor oil that gels, then collects dirt, metals, and unburned fuel. Sludge prevents oil from getting to the critical engine parts it's designed to protect. You'll notice your vehicle running rough, stalling, even vibrating. That's because friction is damaging your engine. Jillcat Proline is the solution. The science was engineered for aerospace, tested in racing, and used by our military. Now, you can use this well-kept secret to protect your engine from future buildup, extend the life of the vehicle, and save on repair costs. 
order at jillcat.com. J-I-L-C-A-T dot com. And now, now, another melodic exclusive. You will not hear this song anywhere else. 